welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Uh, I am joined by a uh, musician, uh, multi-instrumentalist, um, who makes really cool uh, electronic, uh, psych, rock, uh, very eclectic music. Um, and uh, he dropped an EP on my birthday, actually, in January uh called fallen angels go listen to it it is fantastic uh he also released a single um on Bandcamp since then called fun boy and i'm excited to talk to him about his passions artistry and why he does what he does uh, he plays in a couple other projects too and we're going to talk all about that so vic buell aka v biv welcome to the show cheers ben um thanks thank you for having me on and uh, as far as I can tell, you are, in fact, a really nice guy. So, I mean, don't, uh, you know, it's not just a, uh, a clever title for your podcast. It's, you know, it's the real deal. So um, thanks. So, Vic. No, it's nice to have a chat with you, man, for sure. Um, yeah. But yes. Um, yeah. I'm Vic. Welcome to uh, my virtual window into uh, a room that I'm sitting and chatting with you now. Right on, dude um glad to have you here uh for one how are you doing how was your day today <laughs> uh, uh my day was uh thursday april 29th um you know it's uh it was just another day in the week nothing really too remarkable to say about it um uh you know, it's been uh, the the subsequent previous days have been very nice, peaceful, relaxing. It's been nice spring times for me so far. Um, uh, I just, you know, I like to get outside, do spring things, like do some foraging, do some fishing, and it's been very good to me in that regard. But today, I just went to work, and <laughs> um, and that and that was all. So um, tonight's uh, podcast chat was kind of the plan for tonight. So. Um, but yeah, no, I had, a, I had a good day. How was your day? I'm glad you had a good day. I had a good day as well. I, uh, yeah, I was productive. Uh, got some riding done this morning um, for breaking a train. Then I had an, a podcast at noon. Then I went in for a job interview for at my current job, but just for like a managerial position uh, that will actually pay me a decent wage, uh, unlike past jobs I've had. And uh, Got a new uh, chair, uh, which I was telling you about uh, before we started recording. I'm very yeah, excited, excited about this new, uh, this big, uh, comfy office chair. And then I talked to my mom and dad a little bit. I made dinner. And here we are. I'm ready to drink some beers, uh, talk about some music, and hang out with you, man. Um, yeah. I've been really, I've been really excited to interview you because you've made some of my favorite music of the year so far. Wow. Okay. Um, damn. Well, thank you. That's, that's, uh, uh, I, that is a nice compliment. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, I'm not used to hearing those sorts of things in relation to, especially the, the solo stuff that I do. Um, it's just sort of like a, sort of like an undercover project, which I don't, um, market as much as I maybe should. I don't know. Um, just sort of one of those passion things um in, in my downtime but um before i divulge into that that sounds great you know you've got a 
we've got a new chair, probably a new job. Basically, you know, we're in, we're working on a new you. And yeah, dude. He's looking up, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and oh yeah, and it's, there's a rainbow today. Uh, I don't know if outside when it was raining a little bit, but uh, we got a very nice. Bow. Oh shit, for real. It, love a good love a good bow. Absolutely. Kind of I mean, it was it was raining, so I can, yeah. I, you know, there's always potential for a for a bow. Was it a single or double? You know, uh, as far as I saw, it was just a single. Um, nothing. Yeah. Nothing but, wrong with it, just a single bow. Very uh, very happy vibes. Very psychedelic. Refractions of light. Right. No, science, yeah, man. Man. science. Dude. How does that work? Prisms. Dude. How do those work? <laughs> it was a no. It was a pronounced bow. I will say that. Um, and yes, it was. Uh, I think it was the first one I've seen this year so far. So uh, I'm very uh, I'm fond of uh, the the optical phenomena commonly associated with happiness and joy. So. Um, Love it. By the way, Vic, are you, uh, where are you located? Where are you, uh, where, where are you situated? Uh, we are recording this podcast. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm in my home, um, in River West, Milwaukee. I'm in River West um, as well. So Vic, while we talk about a Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so, um, we, I don't believe really have, I don't know if we've met in person until now, but you, I, I like, I first knew of you because, you know, I knew you played in a couple bands in the scene. And then, um, like, I've had uh, some of your bandmates and buddies, uh, like Dan, Dan Dahl, uh, Al Kramer has been on the show as well. And Al is a yeah. buddy of mine. Oh, right. Uh, on. Yeah. Uh, we, we like to, uh, we always bond over Lord of the Rings memes whenever I see him. Uh, that's just his thing. Um. <laughs> yeah, just uh, go check out the Boone and Crockett uh, Instagram page. Yeah, you'll be, uh, <laughs> you'll come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, no, Al's one of my favorites. But but yeah, I, I saw that, you know, you were uh, doing your solo thing. And um, you actually, uh, so you hired me to do some PR for you. And you were actually my first client doing that. So oh, no thank shit. you. Yes. I, yeah, you bet. And happy to happy to help and happy to have uh, your help. Thank uh, you for taking I, a chance on me, man. <laughs> yeah, um, man, that's that's stuff I um I wish I had more uh more time to do and more experience because it's a vital part of obviously music marketing and that whole thing um and as you know independent artists as i think probably uh the majority of us are that are out there um you know no one's you know no one's going to do it for you there's not going to be a label to, to make that happen and uh since either to you or someone else that you um twist their arm to do or uh or pay as a as, as someone as an expert in their field um you know, something that they're good at as an exchange for goods and services. So yeah, I was more than honestly more than happy to um yeah to to hire you to do that work because yeah, dude. not my uh forte whatsoever. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> well I uh don't mean to toot my own horn, but I do have a degree in uh journalism and uh, technically add PR too. But I have the journalism focus, but I do know how to write uh 
PR as well. But yes, okay. uh, well, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I figure you know this when you're, you know, when you um, went to college and uh, you know learned the specializations and stuff. Like especially because I'm doing it the DIY way. Right. Like I figured um, it'd just be a great way to just help make some money uh, doing something that I'm doing something uh, related to uh, the Milwaukee music scene, which I'm obviously very passionate about, but something that actually like, you know, kind of, you know, know uh, a thing or two about. So I'm really glad uh, we could work together on that. And uh, I mean, I was really excited to do it too, because it was like, like one of my favorite, uh, as I mentioned, like it was, I absolutely loved it when I first heard it. Um, still would listen to the title track on that EP. I kept returning to it. I kept it in rotation. Um, right it was on. almost, it was like a uh, midwinter's uh, anthem, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I really like Solace a lot too. Um, we're going to talk all about this thing um, sure. in, a, in a bit, but first where we typically, uh, where we, we start, where uh, we're going to take it back a little bit. So, so first, um, uh so where did you grow up where are you originally from um i'm from wisconsin uh southeast wisconsin i grew up in the um city of pewaukee uh as opposed to the village um of pewaukee um two things but um (laughs) but yeah pewaukee and um yeah um grew up there um came down to milwaukee uh to go to uwm for school and uh, just stuck around so been in Wisconsin pretty much my, well, my entire life. <laughs> um, you know, not to say I don't love to get out of town as, as much as I possibly can. Um, but, uh, you know, something about Milwaukee always kept me coming back and, uh, you know, much love for the city. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. I similarly, I, I grew up outside of Chicago, but I came here for school to attend UWM as well uh in so i've been here for about seven years now and uh been in river west for two of those seven and uh yeah no reason to leave man it's uh the people and the talent and uh, um the accessibility like just how it's super easy to get around and navigate and meet people um yeah absolutely that's um Small town vibe in a big city, I guess. Um, yeah. Just in terms of like um, the small time vibes, small town vibes, referring specifically to, I guess, just sort of like people's demeanor and, um, you know, willingness to just like talk to you or just say hello, like, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's 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 a it's a people thing. Um, The big city part being, um, you know, obviously being in a metropolitan area and, um, you know, having access to uh, arts and culture and other um, uh, things that a big city offers, um, jobs, uh, economic things, you know, you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, but uh, much love for the city and I, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've always thought about I don't know. I shouldn't say I've always thought about moving, but it's it's something that's always been on the back of my mind. Um, and I'm like, 
you know, is there, is there something else out there for me? You know what I mean? Am I like, am I limiting myself by, by, by staying here? Um, and you know, it's like hindsight's always 2020, so you never know, but, um, you know, I just, like I said, um, I have had the fortune to, to travel to a bunch of different cities, spend time in those cities. Um, just, you know, with like touring or traveling for work or just, you know, um, or just a, a, a joy trip or whatever, whatever you name it. And based just on what I've gathered is just, um, you know, I'm a little biased because it's home, but, um, you know, something keeps me coming back um, time and time again. Um, and I only see brighter, brighter and greener pastures for, for Milwaukee as, as time goes on. So um, it's definitely, um, definitely an exciting time. Yes. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Uh, and I, I definitely felt this way a lot during quarantine where like I'll go down like uh, rabbit holes in my mind of like all the places I haven't been yet or haven't seen and like kind of be like bullshit like I'm 25 now and I need to figure this shit out. How am I going to like, you know, get my shit together? But then it's like, I have to say that sentence again, but with a different uh, different in like a different tone. Like I'm 25 now. So me, so I'm still like, there's still a lot ahead. And, um, and, you know, I think that like, I'm very comfortable in Milwaukee and I'm in no rush to find like anywhere else that, you know, I would see myself in. Cause honestly, like I see myself here for a long time and sure. I'd love to travel and, you know, experience like different parts of the country even go out of the country at like if i get the opportunity but you know i i think um you know i'm just never bored i'm never bored in milwaukee like i because there's so much to pour into there's so many people to talk to but like you said it's still like kind of a small town vibe and uh, that makes it like it it just makes me want to like you know really take advantage of the privilege I do have like to have a platform like this to get to yeah. know people and uh absolutely talk about building you know our creative scene into something cool um yeah no you're definitely doing some community building in that regard so um no I, I, I think stuff like this and uh yeah just talking to different people and, and that and um just building community in small ways just by reaching out and having a chat you know um um I think I think it's fantastic yeah it really allows you to like carve out you know it's it's a little it's a little easier to kind of carve out a niche for yourself and um and not really maybe succumb to pressures of um of some of the other like market forces that are at play you know i I think especially within the entertainment industry the fact that you like you know, you're not maybe facing as much pressure to look a certain way or do a certain thing because it's marketable. It's just, um, it's just more based on freedom of expression and what you want to do. And um, I think that's super rad, you know. <laughs> um, obviously, it's within the psych, within the psych scene specifically, you know, um, it's pretty awesome actually uh, of how that's actually how Milwaukee has kind of become sort of like a micro like psychedelic music hub in a yes. way there's not like there's not not necessarily not necessarily like a ton 
of local psych bands, but definitely a handful. Um, but you know, some of the work that has been done, um, uh, Andrew Shelp, the guy who runs. Big shout out uh, to Andrew yeah, Shelp. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. mention, like, if you didn't bring him up, like, dude, he, like, for one, like, shout out to Moss Folk. Such a cool project, but absolutely. But yeah, like the work he's doing to like not only um, you know enrich the psych scene here, but also bring the psych psych greats from right. all over uh, into totally. for psych fest is fucking awesome. Totally, yeah, man, absolutely. Um, and that's 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 been growing over the uh, quickly over the last you know four years, and um, you know if, if it wasn't for COVID, that would have been a crazy psych fest five or six. I can't remember what, what one exactly. No, um, people love Milwaukee. There's actually the, I've had conversations with the, um, the mad alchemist, uh, Lance Gordon, who does the mad alchemy liquid light show, who is all on the scene. You know, he's like the guy or one of the guys for, uh, in that scene for doing light shows for doing like, real deal like just super vibrantly colored uh for lack of a better term really trippy <laughs> uh liquid light shows you know his you know his you know has played every major festival within the genre and um had was just honestly he was kind of going nuts about it absolutely going nuts about milwaukee and um um and and the potential that lays there and just some of the venues that exist, um, um, you know, low key shout out to Boone and Crockett, but he was like absolutely going insane about Boone and Crockett about that place as a music venue. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the visuals were pretty cool. The music was even better. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's certainly no like Los Angeles, you know, cause that's arguably kind of where the scene is or at least was who knows post covid where where that'll turn up um um so or like austin for example you know it's not obviously it's not either of those two places but um it certainly has its own unique spin on it and you know you can make that kind of music and there is an audience here that um is into it and is well received um so I don't know. I mean, psychedelic music can just be so many different things. It's like, it can be, you know, more like rock and roll focused, or it can be like, just like ambient electronic stuff. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a broad category and it's sort of like up to the individual, what they define as psychedelic to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It can um, be, it could be like, yeah. Noisy droney. It could be, synth heavy and uh it could be pop oriented or it could right. not be as as yeah. poppy it is a it's uh somewhat of an umbrella term to just describe totally. something right. that invokes some really uh potent and visceral like colors and textures into yeah. massive realms of imagination and yes it's so cool yes. Eclectic combinations of, of sounds that just make you right. feel like you're in another space, you know, like we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but Vic, I want to um, ask you, sure. um, how did music all kind of start for you? Like, uh, what did you, what did you grow up listening to? Like kind of what, uh, 
yeah, how to how would it become a creative outlet for yourself? That sort of thing. Um. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> um, folks tried to get me to play the piano. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, started playing drums actually in like middle school band. Um, uh, so I was a percussionist for a number of years and um, kind of continued the percussion thing a little bit, uh, but I would not consider myself a drummer by any means. Um, and I think it was in like middle school jazz band. I think I heard some guys playing, or like I think I poked my head into the rehearsal room um, and saw some uh, a dude playing bass guitar and guitar. And that's the first time I had seen anyone my age like playing those instruments because my dad had had a guitar at home mm -hmm. um, sitting around and um, never really like took a huge interest to it. Um, hadn't touched it a ton at that point. Um, but I think, yeah, in, in about like seventh grade, um, that's kind of when it clicked. And I was like, I'm going to play the guitar. I have a guitar at home that I can use. Um, so it started with, uh, with bass, which quickly, um, quickly, quickly went on to guitar. And I was, you know, I, I, I um, I guess since the age of, I don't know, 15 or 16 or whatever, I've been primarily a guitarist um, throughout, uh, you know, this uh, music journey, I guess. Um, but uh, so that's that's kind of how it got me. And that, that just sort of like feeds into itself. Um, you know, music wise, um, you know, um, just sort of dad's record collection, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing too exciting of a story. Well, dad's tell you what, dad's record collection in combination with uh, Kazaa and LimeWare, being able to download literally like whatever song and burn it on a CD yeah. um, is a hell of a combination for um, delving into uh, or just getting access to um, uh, interesting music. Um, and uh, and uh, you know, I think my my old my dad has um, a, a pretty eclectic and I, I would say a good taste in music. Um, and uh, shout out to my dad because you know he's he's always been um, uh, a supporter of, of my musical endeavors, um, and uh, actually took me to uh, took me to see Limp Biscuit, Eminem, and Papa Roach at at the, Bra at, at the Bradley Center. Like I was like in seventh grade, so um, which is like according to him, he's like into it. He likes Limp Biscuit. He he will. Uh, hey, well, dude, do it all for the nookie, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess just uh, I, I guess just to like paint a picture of like dad's you know dad's music tastes. You know, I don't know like anything from like Gary Newman and Warren Zevon to like you know obviously like the rock classics. You know what I mean? It's very easy to say dad's record collection and just think like Leonard Skinner and like Bob Seger, but it was like a lot more than that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But um, so just uh, it's always been diverse influences, always, always, always just diverse influences, um, you know, and really getting into just a lot of different genres at, at certain points. You know, I was like really in the metal when I was in high school, just being in just kind of being an angry asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 
um, that evolved to um, that kind of lightened up um, as time went on. And I think the band Air, um, I remember seeing like the film, The Virgin Suicides and- Yeah, they did of, the whole soundtrack. Right. Dude, and Air is such a cool group, dude. Yeah, yeah they're ridiculous. Um, so ridiculous. I just remember being, you know, being in my, um, you know, on, on a car ride in high school and being very high on marijuana. And, uh, and someone uh, played the, the talkie walkie album and it was just like life changing practice. <laughs> um, and, um, so I don't know, like, so, um, so yeah, pretty much everything, you know, um, those were gateways in, you know, whatever. Um, so basically just having, you know, foundations in, in rock and roll and sort of like, uh, you know, like, I don't know how you consider air sort of like ambient psychedelic pop. New age. Trip hop kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little trip hoppy. Um, at the same time, you know, got into like Aphex Twin and Portishead. Mm -hmm. Some of those like, yeah, 90s. Um, Massive Attack? Oh yeah, absolutely. All that like '90s trip hop. Much love for the '90s trip hop stuff. Um, oh yes. Um, and that kind of like got into. I just got into electronic music a little more around. I don't know, age eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and then um, yeah. So then it's just like blast off, you know. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I think just by the time I was like, you know, 17, 18 or whatever, it was just sort of blast off. I don't know, just, you know, especially going to college and meeting new people and, and like sharing playlists and whatever else that's, it's a time for, um, yeah, yeah. chilling for, in Sandberg dorm, Sandberg and, uh, trading out, taking turns, playing songs like in the dorm. Right. It's, that's how it all started for me yeah. too. That's it's, it's so music is so awesome in that regard because it, especially at that point it's like very uh it's um very personal yeah you know um it kind of like you know it's like the kind of music you listen to especially at that age is is sort of like it's kind of like who you are as a person and then like you know um you know you would kind of like judge not necessarily judge people but like you know it's like you would figure out like oh this person listens to so-and-so it's like oh nice we're probably gonna get along yeah oh yeah absolutely dude that's how that's honestly how i think i uh because music is such a like um emotional catalyst for me yeah. that yeah. i do look for that in my friends and uh or like it's like if i even if somebody i maybe didn't think i was gonna really like get along with that well like finding right. out they like the music i like is i already feel like i have so much in common with them just from that like for me yeah. for me like yeah similar to you you know i grew up with a lot of classics like um a lot of uh yeah classic rock um my dad was really into like uh the who and genesis and the police and oh uh, sure yeah that kind of stuff but i also you know i listen to the radio a lot i grew up outside of chicago so um I listen to XRT a lot. So like, I would just like save songs from, um, just from the radio. I was really into like grunge and like Nirvana and obviously that kind of stuff too. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Um, my senior year of high school. So my high school had a radio station and, um, my friends and I, 
like we were in broadcasting and uh, we had a radio show after school where we would play uh, indie music because we were, I was kind of like my friends and I, like we would go to like Lollapalooza and shit. So like we were oh, kind of sure. indie bands. Uh, I started kind of, that was sort of honestly sort of my segue because we were talking about how umbrella of a term psych is and the same would apply the how umbrella indie is. And so like, you know, I would, we would play like MGMT and like Tame Impala, and yeah, like yep. that kind of stuff. And then when I got to college, um, yeah, like I just started exploring music so much more. Like since Spotify, I had friends that were my, the friends I made were super into a lot, all different kinds. And my one of my friends uh, introduced me to Animal Collective, and uh, yes, that changed my life, man. Like that band, like I. Like I went ape shit like on Animal Collective. I absolutely loved them, still do. Uh, but that they actually became my segue into like a lot more psych. Um, and like like uh got super into like Deer Hunter and the Flaming Lips and um you know like Grizzly Bear. Yes, uh, yeah, totally. Totally. Honestly, uh I saw yeah, Ween, I saw Ween at Riot Fest a couple of years ago and that was wicked, dude. <laughs> they played the mollusk. It was awesome. Oh man, that had been a treat to see. I I I hope um I, yeah, I hope man. That'd be killer, dude. <laughs> you know what's funny uh, though? I'd love to see that. Was really it good. like was it like good though? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Did they have like energy? You know, I know they're a little older now, but um, yeah. You know, did they did they bring it? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they definitely brought it. It was it was a great time. Um, real quick though, another. This is just a total like one off, but also like cool how it came full circle. Was um, some one of my best friends from high school was uh, really like he had like he was collecting records, but like before any any of us any of our other friends were and he would like i don't know how he got it but somehow he got like a seven inch of uh Doonjin. and uh, wow. this song by Doonjin, it's called oga nasa mun and uh he was like dude i have this like really wicked like psychedelic rock like band uh like that i got the seven inch from it's called Dude, it's the coolest fucking song. You gotta listen to it with me. So we just like sat in his <laughs> living room and listened to Doonjin. Um, when we were like, I think we were like fourteen or fifteen. Wow. And uh, I remember like that song wasn't even on streaming until like way later, like years later. But That's crazy, I didn't know that. You realized they were a band for that long. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and getting more into psych, like you know, later on, like, I kind of get back into, like, more into Doonjin and that kind of shit. Sure. Like, yeah, dude. It's crazy how... Yeah, you get, like, um, little seeds planted, like, here yeah. and there. And right, right, right. Just, know. yeah, little, like, one-offs like that, that, you know, mean something in the long run. Right, exactly. They kind of contribute toward this, like, greater collection. Yeah, right. I didn't really know it at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, also saying, you know, like, Animal Collective, um, you know, yeah, honestly, even MGMT, even like it's like pop, it's still like very psych. I, I don't know yeah. if they considered it psych pop at the time. It was probably indie at the time yeah, or indie yeah. psych or whatever. Um, but 
yeah, one could definitely argue that, but yeah, it all kind of adds up to this greater, um, I guess, just collection and uh, appreciation for music that is just, uh, just to kind of like maybe conclude the, that topic of psychedelic, what is it, whatever. I guess for me, it's just, it's what I find to be interesting music. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like what is kind of psychedelic to me is just interesting music. It like kind of moves you emotionally. Um, it kind of like creates a mood um, or like kind of, I don't know, maybe, um, I, I guess it's the biggest thing is it kind of like creates a mood where it kind of like, I don't know, could be like the soundtrack for a movie or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, like cinematic kind of. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, so for me, I think of psych as just anything that sort of like, um, like music that, that that takes me like, like somewhere that seems super like fantastic, like uh, yeah, like, like space or like the desert or even even like some kinds of psych could be more like uh, like deep in the forest or. Yeah, something, something that seems very um yeah like magical spaces yeah 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 like mystical whimsical if you will um yeah and uh and that can that encompasses a lot of different kinds of instrumentation and stuff like that oh yeah for sure there's like definitely spaces that exist on earth and outside of earth um that definitely is sort of conjure like a yeah they're just to have this like you know, magical or ethereal quality to them. That's that's the best way I can describe it, I guess. Um, you know, just like, you know, when there's like a beautiful, even a beautiful sunset, you know, something as simple as that, just something that's like beautiful in nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, definitely they, it's, it's right. It's, it's like soundtracks for those. I usually, yeah, I guess when, you know, when I, uh, it, it's the, the sonic or audio component to that, to that visual component. Yeah. Um, sure. and, um, detached from civilization yeah. almost, or, and you need that, especially that's why like, um, psych and like experimental music in general just means a lot to me because like, I get super caught up in just the hyper competitive, like commercialized urban environment and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it, it's exhausting and uh, I like consuming art and just imaginative sounds that take me up just completely take me away from that and uh it's a good like, yeah absolutely dude it's a good little uh mini vacation for your brain it's uh you know it's 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 a no-brainer why they why they you know why they play like ambient music at at like spas and shit you know yeah at the mall <laughs> yeah yeah um so Vic what was sort of your inception into the Milwaukee music scene um Milwaukee uh I'd probably Calliope um sure. I think um Calliope and uh the Delta routine concurrently I would say um I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Delta routine. Um, played guitar with uh, lead guitar with those guys for two years or so. But um, but really, like 
Calliope was kind of like the main the main squeeze. Um, it was a band that uh, L. Kramer L. Kramer and I started uh, along with uh, two other friends, and uh, you know we had a hell of a time doing that. And um, you know uh, performed under that with that band name um, for quite a while, seven years ish, give or take. Um, so yeah, that's that's I'd say it's an ample. Uh, you know, a lot of gigs at a lot of different venues <laughs> around the city that sample time to kind of get acquainted with, um, um, you know, with the Milwaukee music scene for sure. Um, everything from, you know, like uh, club gigs to um, random street fests. Um, we wouldn't play those a ton, but every now and then, you know, but, but yeah, I would say Calliope was kind of the, um, the, the Trojan horse into uh yeah, into the how'd you uh, how'd you now meet? Um well um <laughs> in college uh and I had just moved into the dorms and was looking for every reason to get out of the dorms and um just went with uh, another like flatmate to he's like, Oh yeah, uh, my buddy Alex is having a, a party at his house tonight. Um so yeah, basically just partying. Um, but then he became a real friend. Um, nice. <laughs> honestly, like, so yeah, just honestly, um, yeah, just met Al through, through college, just partying and just sort of the, yeah. um, the crazy commingling that, it, that that is. And um, one day, uh, he, I didn't really know he played music, to be honest. And um, I don't know, we were just chatting about something on aim actually believe it or not people were still fucking still using aim back in 2000 yeah. Yeah, yeah 2007 it was on its way out at that point but um um but um anyway um yeah so he brought over this uh farfisa organ this transistor organ over to my house um and that's the first time that I had heard that instrument like in person. I'm sure I've heard it on countless recordings. You know, it's just like the classic sort of psychedelic 60s organ, you know, strawberry alarm clock, incense and peppermints, uh, you name it. And then I heard that thing and I was like, holy shit. Um, that thing sounds crazy. Um, we need to uh, we need to make some music together. <laughs> we need to let's uh, let's use this thing and um, and and jam make some sounds um so many noise complaints and uh um uh you know sound violations later um you know we finally had a band um but yeah uh that's that's kind of how you know we were like friends kind of like you know just like you you'll have a lot of college buddies especially especially at that time in your early 20s um but uh, I think, you know, our musical uh, appreciation and um, really kind of galvanized the, uh, the, our friendship. Good. And uh, so, but yeah, I mean, you know, still one of my best friends to this day. So, and we're still doing it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, well, it's good stuff. But, um, but uh, yeah, you know, that's, man, a long, that's a long time ago. I, time fucking flies man i just it doesn't make any sense yeah dude. 
to be to be like talking about this and like looking like looking back on it like fondly like oh like days of yesteryear um yeah, right. <laughs> yeah dude yeah i I've, I've been out of uh college for three years now and it not feel it still feels so like surreal you know like that like part of me is like how have i made it this far you know, like I never got like the big boy job out of school. Like how, how am I still here? You know, like it's that dude that, I mean, and I mean, it's just a, that, that, that'll come. So don't, so don't worry about that. That um, I came out of college as sort of like directionless and um, confused as anybody. Um, and it took me a while to kind of figure it out. Um, and with just like random a lot of random jobs that had nothing to do with anything i was doing um and just like little things here and there but like finally finding a um kind of like carving out a career path but dude it, it took time you know it like it, it just didn't happen like that and even like even when even when it started even when that maybe that snowball started to happen you know what i mean it's like it took maybe like three years after college for that snowball to even start to build yeah. let alone get to where it is now so you don't even <laughs> don't even don't even worry about that um for sure um, yeah i mean we'll, uh, also we we weren't seeing a, a global health crisis coming either so you know it's kind of a yeah that kind of fucks up plans a little bit doesn't it a little bit yeah but it, but in many ways you know i feel like uh, so uh i think a lot of us went through necessary growth and reflection in the last yeah. year for sure so uh so since calliope broke up uh so have you played in uh, uh any uh projects since then besides your own solo stuff oh yeah well well to be clear um um calliope never really broke up um it's calliope is sleeping okay. um, it's an it's hibernating I, yes it's definitely hibernating um the um so yeah i play guitar in uh astral hand um which <clears throat> basically is honestly it's the same guys who are in calliope so it's still literally the same group of guys oh um, yeah, yeah okay yeah. playing um uh just you know playing similar similar stuff um i not to get into the whole reason why calliope broke up or whatever but like or sorry didn't break up but why i guess we just honestly we just had to change the band name al um, told al told the story yeah. <laughs> when he was here so All right. yeah, so, yeah. Was, yeah i get it yep so you know what's up there um so that's kind of why we had to do that but it's just a, a great group of dudes uh and that crew um making music that we're all kind of on the same page with um we have a full album that's done but like writing the next one we're just kind of waiting for this um for live music to kind of happen again and we'll unleash that on the world but um there was this kind of weird lull when Clive was still playing in between albums where we weren't really like we weren't working on a ton of new music we were like waiting for this album that we had complete to come out I don't know, there was like a lapse of time between like our second and third LPs um, that I, it just, I don't know, you know, being an independent artist, it's just like, 
hard to just, you know, you do your best to make shit happen and kind of like stay on it. But, you know, everyone's working, um, you know, has like full, you know, is working a lot, more or less as full-time jobs. Um, so to keep that moving is, is challenging. So there was a lapse of time, um, creatively speaking. Um, so then I had purchased a 12 string electric guitar, which um, uh, used on some recordings. Um, but then I just kind of like started playing that more and that kind of like, I, I mean, I think I can speak for just about any musician is like when you get a new piece of gear um, whatever that may be, it tends to inspire something. Um, cause you're just like, you're, you know, you're like, like a little kid, you're excited. Like, Oh, I've got this like new toy or whatever. And like you sit yeah. down and play it and maybe it produces some new sound that you weren't able to do before. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of like tends to spark ideas. Um, so, and, uh, so I was playing this 12 string guitar cause I just, I just picked it up and sort of all these song ideas and uh just sort of started coming um just like that too you know what i mean um yeah. and um and i was like all right well these aren't like clippy tunes necessarily this is kind of something different um so then uh, i started the group vince clortho um man with um with some guys from Morgan Freeman. And um, that's sort of been just, you know, that's like- a Miles, Miles, right? Miles Coyne, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love Miles Coyne, man. He's he's a we, trip. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> so yeah, we got him up on the keys. And um, actually just recently, Al just started playing saxophone for us. Uh, so it's, it's very incestual. Um, oh yeah yeah dope. But, oh uh, okay this is all coming back together i'm i actually yeah like he um man i should have just watched that episode again uh for all this to come back but uh, yeah Vince Bortho, yeah you're um alan and i uh were uh breaking and entering yeah we're absolutely fucking blown away by that uh that uh cheryl crow cover oh word <laughs> Yeah, thanks, man. That was a fun little, uh, yeah, fun little ditty. It, um, I what, it got a, uh, a positive. It was much more positive of a reaction than I thought it would be because it was just kind of like a fun idea. And honestly, quite, quite honestly, it was just something past the time. In quarantine, it was not something that I would have maybe normally done. You know, but it's like, well, I've got a lot of time on my hands. I'm going to do something that maybe I wouldn't usually do because you know I have the time a lot. You know time isn't such a factor i'm not like stressed out about whatever the hell um you do vocals for that band yeah yeah, yeah okay first um first band in a very 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 long time doing vocals for i'm not a vocalist so that's kind of a it's that that's sort of been a new thing for me um i like your voice dude i'm just gonna stop you there and tell you i really like your voice um cheers like, I think fun I think fun boy like brings out a lot of um really like uh the eccentricities in your voice and how the tune kind of like builds in this really grand like provocative melody with the horns and everything like coupled with your voice that sounds like 
like mellow but also haunting sure uh, yeah man i like right it. I like it. well yeah thank you man i appreciate it that's that's you know i have to like you you, you try to like i guess uh play to your strengths and like find something that works and it's not like um perfect pitch is not one of them it's not like i have some like vibrato that you could drive a truck through so you just try to find something that works um and um yeah it's, it's all about i guess kind of finding your voice and you know we're, we're getting there but no thank you I, I i do appreciate that um um yeah no it's i will say it's definitely easier when in the studio to get a uh to get your vocals to sound the way you want them to on a recording. Um, just cause I, you know, it's a studio project. That's sort of what this whole solo thing um, yeah. is, is more or less just a, a studio project. It's usually um, songs, uh, uh, honestly, quite, quite often, they're just like sonic sketches or ideas. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how they'll start out. It's just like a sketch, like, you know, um, I'll just be messing around with, uh, you name it, a riff or just like, uh, you know, messing around on a, a synthesizer or maybe sometimes it's a beat, um, you know, just doing like basically exploring in the digital audio workstation. Um, and then just maybe it, it, it kind of fleshes out from there. Um, and that's like the awesome part about electronic music and experimental music is like you can just like take like one thing like you know what i mean you don't have to just sit down and write a whole song on guitar you know you could just like have like you literally play like two notes and like take that chop it and screw it resample it do whatever yeah. um so sky's the limit as, as far as once you get into obviously digital music production um you know, so that's that's a huge influence and a huge, uh, um, um, what would you call it, a uh, enabler, I guess, of anything that I'm doing as far as a solo project is. Um, so, so you wouldn't really see um, yourself really playing VBIV songs live so much, like like you said, it's more of a studio project. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't really do like a solo set. Uh, you know, I probably not to be totally honest. I mean, I guess I could, you know, it's like, you know, you can do anything when you put your mind to it. <laughs> um, I, I've definitely thought about how I would, uh, how I would translate this stuff live. Um, you know, you know, I've seen a lot of different artists who just really pretty much do karaoke over their own tracks. And that's uh, apparently is like accepted. Um, yeah, John Mouse does that. Yeah, like, right, exactly. Um, and so it's like, there are a lot of artists that do do that. And I, I don't know, I guess I have this like, and that's fine. I guess when I see other people doing it, it's like, like that's like registers as like normal and, and totally cool and, and sweet. Um, I guess like personally I have this like kind of like weird hang up like about like doing it live, um, which maybe I should just get over. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but I just think about like the performance aspect and what would be, um, I don't know, like what, what would be interesting and what would be sort of emotive to the song. Cause I think there is something to say about like, 
when you're hearing music live, um, you know, like hearing like the actual sound of the synthesizer or like the drum machine actually pulsating uh, through the stereo system, not, you know, going through and having, not having been previously recorded and compressed and then being played back, which arguably sounds pretty well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, I guess, you know, you could play it off a laptop too, but there's just something, there's some bone in my body that is like resistant to that. Um, I'm not against it or I have nothing against artists who do do that because um, there's phenomenal, phenomenal musicians who have a entirely digital workflow, um, you know, off a laptop or backing tracks or whatever, you know. Um, right, like raves, you know, <laughs> like, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess I just, in terms of putting myself out there performing live, that's not what I want to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> simply put that's, that's okay yeah um however i mean i i've been thinking about i've been racking my brain a lot about how to do a solo live performance that is like multi-textural um to be able to have like elect like you know um ele electronic drum sounds uh synthesizer guitar um all in sort of like a live um in a live fashion without the use of a, uh, a laptop or a DAW. So I'm trying to figure out that analog workflow and I've, um, I've been dabbling in it, but it's, you know, just with it being in, you know, uh, more than one band already, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like this, uh, it's trying to figure out how to make the side project live. And it just, it takes, unfortunately, I usually run out of time. Yeah. Uh, which, I get that, but um, um, especially just because you know it's I I it's the um this the solo thing is a music that I do purely for my own enjoyment. Um, mm -hmm. you know it's not it does is not adhering to any particular group or or whatever that sound or you know whatever that whole idea is of the band. Um, and uh. It's just sort of a no holds barred, and so I just I try to don't really put any pressure on myself to do one thing or another, um, and that's sort of like you know that's sort of like this is like this is this music is like for me. This is the music that I want to make, um, and uh, no one else has a say in it, and that's how I want to do it. Yeah. And, um, so I just don't want to put any pressure on myself to do one thing or another, especially when it comes to a live performance. Um, you know, maybe maybe down the line when I figure out this like sort of like live analog workflow, I would like to to um, to do that. But with the existing songs that I have written, you know, it's like they, they were kind of arranged within within the computer more or less. Um, a lot of it is. I, I, a lot of it I do record um, um, and bring into the computer, like whether it's a guitars process, a lot of process guitars, um, external synthesizers. And uh, usually the only thing I'm usually virtually is like a drum sound um, for the most part. But um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's would be, I think difficult to translate those existing songs um, with uh without the use of a computer to be quite honest um 
So I think it would it would have to be something where um, the song is written more organically from an analog workflow standpoint. But I mean, um, I I hope to get into that more. So that that could be a thing. But <laughs> or I should just maybe or or I sh uh, here's an idea. Maybe just uh, get over my uh, you know get over my own bullshit and stigma of about like um, um, using uh, computer live and you know just do that instead. But well, you know, to be fair, you can um, hold yourself to that kind of standard till the cows come home. Like, oh, yeah. well, I could do this. You can make that excuse for yourself to like do or not do anything. I guess it's all just a matter of like where you want that material to go relative right. to the rest of the material that you're already involved with, which you are in several bands. So like, yeah, I guess it, it, it kind of just depends on like, do you want it to have that interactive live uh, yeah. presentation? And, and I mean, honestly, like every, all seven songs on that EP that you released in January are like, so it's, it's almost like a, like an otherworldly, like collage of stuff. Like it's just so many different ideas, like where, there's a lot of like there's some rock tunes on there but there's also some straight like ambient drone kind of stuff there's definitely some um there's some more industrial sounding stuff like it's very um like you're just you're doing so many different things that remains cohesive but also like it'd be interesting like how do you make a set out of like all those different things i don't like yeah Right. Unless you're going to play like the rock tunes, like that you wrote for yourself, like, oh, like a Vince Clortho set is going to play the Fallen, Fallen Angels title track or something like right. that. Totally. And then you could do that if you wanted to, but it's also like, how willing are you to like implement those things? I guess, sure. Either way is fine. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day, you know, that stuff is available you know, to stream and listen to and enjoy. I guess, yeah, I guess being the author of the tracks, I could bring them to either, you know, either whatever, you know, either group. Um, <laughs> the, um, I'll, I'll allow myself the, uh, <laughs> the copyright permissions to um, uh, lend it to the other stuff. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I, you know, it's, I've always been torn um, because I do, yeah, no, I really, I really enjoy it. I've always struggled about of like how, how would I do this live? Um, and I guess just the nature of, I think I would have to approach songwriting a little bit differently. Um, if like with essentially like how would I do this live first? You know what I mean? And then, um, and then record it, or you know what I mean? But it's it's a situation of like, it's using you know uh the digital audio workstation to um with like basically no limits and whatever else to create that which makes that i mean i'm essentially just creating it for just just to hear hear it sonically to make a recording and then um then i'm like shit i don't think i can <laughs> duplicate this live or if i'm just like i just don't want to Sure. You know, I want to allocate the time. You know, you know, I could probably get like an APC pad or something like that and use a laptop and that would totally be fine. 
but there's like, I, I guess there's an element of, I hold myself to a certain standard that I want there to be some live element, um, more than just like vocals in a computer. Um, like whether it's you know, playing guitar, um, mostly playing guitar. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a guitarist primarily and that's kind of my main instrument. And tell me about Fool's Paradise 2, uh, the uh, Vince Cloyfield EP that came out last year. So I take it you guys were working on the CP pre-COVID and then COVID hit and then you kind of just had to try to figure out, I'm sure like, there was some disruption in like, uh, yeah, production. Yeah. Well, um, basically what that was, uh, Fool's Paradise 2. Um, so we put out this, the first one, that second one was like, it was like a couple songs that didn't really fit the vibe of the first one. And um, it was some other stuff just some other tracks, honestly, that were like demos that I had worked on that I just fleshed out into full songs um, without going into the studio and just kind of finished it at my home studio. And uh, we had a, an album release show planned out. Um, oh man, it's, it's such a shame because it would have been such a killer show. It was, it would have, it was with us, um, the band OQ. Um, and uh, Shit, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was at the end of March, twenty twenty, at Cactus Club. Um, yeah, and, I was gonna go to that. It was like you I know, remember, I think I RCP'd, and yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> but yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, there's a lot more important shit than that happened in the next following months than you know, seeing a, a rock band at a club. Um, but. Um, you know, so I naively thought that, you know, it's like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, you know, let's be quarantining for like uh, two weeks a month or something like that. I really had no concept of how long this was going to last. Um, yeah. You know, so just like, you know what, we'll just sit on it for a minute and um, and uh, release it, uh, you know, at the end of the summer when we'll be playing live music again, live music again. And, um, right. you know, couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was but, the same way. I yeah, dude. It was yeah. I postponed all my podcasts. Was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll probably hit you back up in a couple of weeks. We just got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Five months later, so uh, <laughs> Zoom, Zoom, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit, dude. Um, yeah. So it sucked, man. It's it's like because I um I always. I think it's important when you're releasing new music to have like have a release show, um, you know, have like uh, something to, you know, from the, I guess, just talking like a little bit of the music, the biz, if you will, you know, um, you know, it's a really great excuse to promote a show, you know, it's like you have like a, uh, you know, you got a new album coming out, you know, you get it to, to the press outlets let them know, hey, guess what? We're playing the show down at Cactus Club with these other awesome bands. It's a great way to get people out, come to a rock show um, and uh, sell some records and have a fun time doing it all. You know, it's kind of like that perfect storm of, of uh, creating like a little bit of a buzz or hype or whatever, you know, and uh, definitely have that going. So it, it was a little painful to 
um, it, it, and after a while, it's just like, all right, well, how long are we to sit on this? You know, like how? And um, so it just kind of said, fuck it after a while. And um, you know, whatever it was, you know, it's just a four track EP. It's not like it's going to be the next, um, you know, Zeppelin four, you know, it's just, it's not going to be that. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, you know, whatever, just pop it up online. Um, and uh, the, the, I guess the nature of it being it sort of, it was like those collections of songs, it was sort of like, um, there were sort of B-sides from the first EP. They were just like, it was like some songs that didn't really fit the vibe, but we still recorded some other demos and stuff that I had completed. And so it was kind of a weird smorgasbord of, of tracks um, that I liked all on their own right, but they, I know they kind of gelled together kind of funky. Um, but so I was like, you know what, whatever, we'll just put it online, no big deal. Um, we'll, uh, we'll write some new stuff in the meantime. So that's kind of what, what, what we have been doing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So what's to come with uh, Vince Clotho? Uh, yeah, what are, you, what are you up to? Um, well, we just did this like studio record, um, kind of like video recording thing. Um, uh down at the ring so that, that was fun um it was like oh was, the ring you said yeah dude i just had uh paul and cat on the show or they, they were my guests earlier today oh no shit <laughs> yeah they were my earlier episode yeah dude. oh hell yeah dude nice paul is paul is the fucking best man <laughs> oh yeah dude he's like he's just uh he's a seasoned uh sound guy vet and just a really talented audio engineer and just this is a cool, chill guy, you know. Yeah. Um, and Cat is awesome too. Yeah, like they're absolutely no, they're very friendly people. Yeah, no, they're um, yeah, I'm glad they found like romantic partnership in in the biz, you know. So it's like, oh yes, great, great business partners. You love a creative couple. Yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I was just down there the other day mixing those tracks with him, and that's like a thing that'll be coming out. Um, but you know really it's we've been keeping it pretty casual you know we've still been playing still writing music um you know i think i mean there's definitely material for another album it's just gonna be a matter of of kind of just really reining it in and getting that to a place uh where you could go in, into the studio and record it um but it's like you know it's just a uh, as as a as a side project, I guess. I don't even know. It's, I feel like everything's like a side project now. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe that just makes it all just projects. If everything's a side project, that's all just projects. Um, it's a side project unless like, it's your like, this band is your livelihood, you know? Then it's like, not, yeah. I guess, not really a side project, but no, like, yeah, I guess you could consider anything a side project really. I guess, right. Coming out of Calliope, it was like, that was like, you know, like I said, the main squeeze. Um, but now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think we've all like where we're at and, and just the, 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 the guys and gals that I play with, um, we're all at the, the place at, at our musical journeys where like, I think we're kind of realizing that we're like most likely not gonna like this is probably not gonna be a career or like a full-time job um it still would be awesome i would honestly like you know it's still kind of like a pipe dream and uh you know if there was like some 
thing that clicked and made sense and like everything just kind of made sense or came into place then 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 hell yeah um although touring does get very exhausting um just from the very small amount that i've done it i don't know yeah i bet i don't know how bands do it for months on end but um it must be about those uh those uh, uh um, green room riders yeah right well, probably a lot of monster energy drinks um so in terms of fallen angels yes um how like so where do you feel like what place personally did you feel like the cp came from so i know you said that like it's all entirely you just kind of like doing what you want to do but like why did you want to make this kind of ep i think i just wanted to do it because it's just it's it's all music that i like um and sort of like vibes that that i've liked that i've done quite honestly sonically speaking um and and you know what I mean in like in like a more like serious way you know it's like maybe I'll like have like experiment with you know have like jammed on like different ideas and kind of like monkey around with like this or that um, but in like but in like a serious way um, making right just uh, exploring tracks and sonic ideas that I haven't had a chance to do not saying that anything on this EP is like like earth shattering earth shatteringly new or hasn't been done before um but just for me personally it's just like some sonic territory that i have uh hadn't uh explored yet in that way you know and just like you know what i mean like um writing a song you know and really polishing it it's it's one thing to just kind of like you know um you know jam in your bedroom about you know on um, like a cool thing and like oh that's tight it's kind of this has like a cool vibe or whatever oh you know whatever this or that but um but um so that that's that i guess that kind of scratched that itch but i guess um moreover i guess just um so i'm 33 you know i think this some of those ideas on that like on that EP, like there's like probably parts of songs that probably like were those some of those seeds were planted. Um, I don't know, probably like four years ago when I was still in my 20s. Um, and, um, you know, just like as like sonic ideas that I had saved on a hard drive and never really explored or hadn't or hadn't flushed out yet, you know, but um, yeah, I guess it was just sort of, I don't know, there's, a, there's, I, I guess I went through a lot of just um, personal growth and, and I think maturing um, from like late 20s through 30s or whatever. And um, I don't know, just, um, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to put my finger on. I, I don't want to say it's because of like some like, huge like life change or I don't think it was like anything like some major life event that inspired any of that stuff in particular but I guess I've always just had a flavor for dark darker music yeah. um, and um, I guess it was just um, I don't know the mood the mood was right um, <laughs> the yeah. mood the mood was right and the, the fruit was was ripe to pick 
uh, for that specifically. And it, I guess it was just kind of what I was in the mood for. <laughs> Why'd you choose to call it Fallen Angels? Well, I mean, so I think the strongest track on that on that EP was was that song Fallen Angels, which, you know, as far as like writing the lyrics from a lyrical standpoint, um, you know, I think I, uh, what is the line? We're just fallen angels on this empty highway. Um, you know, so I guess uh, what are fallen angels? They're, uh, you know, they're uh, disgraced angels from, from heaven that, you know, they're cast out from heaven and, uh, you know, fall to fall to earth. Um, I think it's, you know, I'm a little rusty on my, um, my biblical lore, but I think that's more or less <laughs> what, what's going on there. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, just, um, I guess just sort of like a metaphor for, you know, people that have, you know, they've lived life and, and you know, here we are um, just, you know, we're still here nonetheless, um, regardless, and just still kind of like learning and growing. And um, I guess sort of the idea of that is just to like, not let any like, you know, any um, past fail, like, I don't know, any failures or mistakes that you've made um, get you down too much, um, you know, cause we're all, we're all, we're all here. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, just trying to find our way and find that, find that high, that high road that we all want to be on. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's, it's very easy to like, kind of get down on yourself. Be like, Oh, like, you know, and, and literally everyone makes mistakes and everyone goes through the same things unless you're a, a total narcissist sociopath. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I guess it's just sort of the idea is just like, really, it's about being someone or traveling on the road with someone, I guess, ultimately, that song is about like, I think literally about being in a car and sort of like driving around, you know, um, but I think it's, I think really, I've never really thought about this, honestly, and like, now that I'm thinking about it out loud just now, I think it really, I think what it means the whole fallen angels idea is that we're all sort of like on the same page. Like we're just, we're just humans. We're here. We're just kind of trying to get by and, and find our own way as, uh, as young adults. And we're surviving. Uh, yeah. We're surviving. We're, you know, we're trying to carve our own path. Um, and our, our, you know, our own calling, I guess is, is, and I think that's kind of what that, what I was I think that's what that sort of symbolizes, you know, when I, when I write lyrics, I don't know. I just kind of like write what kind of makes sense. I don't, I try not to overthink it too much yeah. um, and what the greater implications are. Um, you know, I really try to write lyrics to the strengths of the song. And as uh, I don't know, I guess I'm a, I think I'm a better sound man like making sounds in the music than I am at writing lyrics it's not one of my strong suits so it's usually comes later in the process but um uh but yeah so by the time I get to writing lyrics it's usually like it's usually the last step in, in the process sure. um and it, it, they're very sort of like functional at that point of like kind of what makes sense and sort of what the mood is and 
I mean, it's still like inspired, obviously, of my own, you know, uh, personal perspective or whatever. Um, but um, I usually don't write lyrics with like this, like super, like deep intent or meaning, even though it probably has some meaning to me. I'm not like overanalyzing it, but yeah. But as I'm um, sort of like delivering an artist's statement um, out loud, I, I think that. I think that's the best way I could probably articulate that um, the meaning behind fallen angels is like, honestly, we're just, you know, fallen angels equals humans. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Right, yeah, like it's very, you know, we're, we are flawed projects. Yeah. Constantly need maintenance and tending to and, uh, and, reprogramming and I think um yeah there's there's uh some really bold metaphors to to describe that notion you know and, yeah. and it's good to hold on to because it helps you not feel so alone and like oh like I'm not proud of the person I might have been like in the past and now I'm gonna dwell on it like it's not productive to do that because everybody is constantly working about it themselves. Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, like that's that uh, flawed is a good way to flawed is a good way to, to put that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, I guess, you know, it's like, I guess the idea of the other, like, so in that, that tune specifically fallen angels, it, you're, it's, there's, there's a travel partner, you know, whoever that might be, you know, um, that could be a significant other. It could be just like, a you know, a family. It, it, I think it just signifies other people that you're not in this alone. You're not traveling this road alone. A companion. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it doesn't matter who that is, friends, family, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think really, I think the idea of moreover with, with that EP and album, like, you know, I try, you know, I tried to, to make there be some kind of a sonic journey in a way. Um, and just in sort of like a, a rising and falling. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what ultimately the intent was, but I just, I really tried to sonically sculpt. Um, yeah, some kind of movement as, you, as you're listening. So it kind of comes out just sort of weird and, and dark and um, very Martian, kind of like heavier, I guess. And yeah. then I think it then kind of like slowly peters off into like um, a much more calmer domain. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that just sort of like, I guess that maybe it just kind of describes a journey, like I guess over personally. Right. Or a, yeah. I don't know, a couple of years, it's like there was, I don't know, just like, I don't know. Um, my, my late 20s were, were, not, were not easy. There was a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on and um, I guess they're not easy from my own perspective. There was, I, you know, as everyone faces challenges, there's a lot of challenges faced. And um, I think just a lot of learning and growth that, that happened, um, you know, yeah. and that's, that's, uh, it's not, you know, there's, there's resistance. It's, it's difficult and uh, yeah. at times, but I think it's that kind of like sonically sort of tracks the journey of like something that is like, emotive um I, I guess emotive not like necessarily like uh, uh 
super painful or whatever, but, um, but they, I don't know, just like going through a, a breadth of emotions and experiences that are kind of intense and heavy or whatever. And then yeah. things kind of just like smoothing out towards the end and just kind of feeling more, uh, more at peace, just sort of like one yeah. with yourself and just, just better overall. I don't know. Right. Like the track sunrise at dawn. Um, yeah. Like being the last track. Yeah. Like kind of like a calm after the storm, if you will. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it is a very Martian EP. Like it, it does, it definitely does feel like a, uh, you're embarking like on a galleon through a storm, you know, and, uh, sure. I remember it, like I described it on Breaking Entering, like it felt like a sci-fi video game, kind of. Um, I played a lot of that growing up, you know, like favorite games. Oh, were, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Red dude. Faction, Half-Life, yeah. Doom, you know, <laughs> like, you know, just where you're, you know, you're personifying the experience of like, you know, apocalypse or being on another planet and stuff. But, sure. but like... It's interesting because you're still like playing a character that's like still living and breathing and moving and like right. you know has those like those humane qualities and uh, and I feel like that's sort of it's interesting from like from a philosophical standpoint of like how even in the face of like tragedy or disaster or crisis or whatever like you still mean you still the whole time retain those qualities you know you you yeah, retain yeah. like your your sensories and your uh things that are keeping you like grounded and uh i don't quite know where i was going with that but uh <laughs> like no, i feel i feel you i feel it's you kind of like versus kind of like you know you you, you kind of like put yourself in in like the situation of like like what if i was like you know on another planet or whatever like <laughs> what would it like talking, how, how yeah how would i like uh how would I navigate my surroundings? You know, like the way we typically handle anxiety is through grounding techniques. So it's like, oh, well, you know, we're on a planet, we can touch things, we can feel things, we can smell things. I mean, right. that's a sign that, you know, we're still, uh, we're still here. Yeah. And, uh, I guess you could, that could be uh, uh, comparable to sort of this, this notion you're talking about of like how, even when you feel like you're super alone in like the journey, you know, or life's trials and tribulations, like, you know, there's still others around you that are going through, could be going through very similar things and you find community in that. And like, you find, you find ways to like, Oh yeah. There's definitely, yeah, you, you find ways to like still ground yourself in the moment and be like, hey, like it's not over yet because I'm not dead. Right. You know? <laughs> so definitely, there's definitely com community and suffering, but yeah, misery loves company. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to, yeah. That's as the old classic adage. Tell me about uh, Fun Boy. Sure. Um, yeah, that was sort of a just a, a, a one off, um, kind of came out of nowhere real quick. Um, yeah, you know, it's, there, there's just a repository of different guitar riffs and, uh, like kind of song ideas. That's one I've been kind of noodling on for a minute. 
Um, but for that one in particular, um, yeah, it was, it was actually, that one was, uh, it's rare that I write a song about like kind of like a very specific topic or whatever, but um, there was a, um, uh, a woman who I wanted to write it for, dedicated to on, on Valent Valentine's Day, as cheesy as that is. Um, but nonetheless, I was uh, compelled to to do it. Um, um, she is uh, my romantic uh, romantic partner. Um, we'd been dating for um, a little while up until that point, um, and uh, I, I don't know. I guess just very in, inspired uh, romantically in, in that regard, um, and just kind of wanting to. I guess it's kind of a love song. <laughs> yeah yeah um you know in a way um um so that's that's kind of where that came from it and it just sort of like it, it just happened real quick um i was like you know what i want to write a song for this person and i'm gonna do that and just kind of took an idea that i had and um uh or like a just a guitar riff that or a chord progression that I'd been uh, messing around with and just kind of sat down and made a song. I love that song, man. Yeah, it's kind of one of those rare things. I don't know like where it where it came from, but it just sort of came together at just the right time and just everything just sort of clicked from like a song standpoint. You know what I mean? It is in terms of writing like a beginning to end song. It just came together like very naturally, very easily. Um, the the lyrics um the way that the flow of, of the the lyrics just kind of played in well with the structure of the tune and it just kind of like made sense um and uh you don't you know it's like some songs are better than others that's just the way it is you know it's like every track prince recorded wasn't you know granted they're all it was all great music but some songs were better than others arguably speaking you yeah. could argue that um you know kiss uh the track kiss was probably better than um i don't know uh that song is my mom's ringtone <laughs> is it really amazing yeah. um it's i mean not to, yeah. then some other track on whatever his albums were you know it's, it's hard right. to say i guess i i only the songs i know by name are only the hits and, yeah no i i know what you i know what you're saying so. yeah like ultimately you have to make those creative decisions like what do you want to be like definitive of your creative identity and, and that can be more or less you know there can be stuff you work on that no no one will ever hear besides you right um, so but that's sad actually uh, so are you working on any more solo material right now um not at the moment i i kind of go through usually what happens um these solo albums, uh, so I put one out back in 2015, um, which is just forever ago. Um, and it, I guess it kind of takes some time to marinate, honestly, that's that's usually kind of how it happens. Um, yeah. uh, this was something that I did sort of over the winter and kind of completed over the winter time I can't even remember when I put it out, to be honest. Um, January 11th. 
January. Yes. On yes, on the on the B day, which yes. which is also you and I share the same birthday. That's your birthday too. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I put it, it was like a uh, it was a birthday. I remember like this is gonna be a birthday present to self. Um, Our birthday, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember really. Uh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, I I had a coworker last. Uh, my last job, I had a coworker I had a birthday with, but that never happens, man. Well, you you didn't know this at the time, but I actually I I did uh, secretly release that album for you. So I mean, now I, I can finally confess that. Was, How um, sweet, man! Even though you didn't, we had never met each other. I was like, you know what? I bet Ben slowly would probably really. And it's fucking adorable, dude. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no, not not much is cooking at the moment. I think we're just, um, you know, just I think just letting things marinate for a minute. Um, sure. And you know, it all just sort of ebbs and flows. Um, you know, I think if I really buckled, I the my, I'm sort of my own worst enemy when it comes to music productions. I I know if I sat down and like did it more regularly which I, I do do it regularly in, um, you know, you name it, whether, whatever group it's in or whatever capacity it's in, the musical, it's just being scratched a lot. Um, I just have other interests and other things I like to do. Um, and that's kind of how I stay sane and whole as a person. Yeah. And I sort of have to do those things. Like yeah. if I, I start to feel sort of, unhinged if i feel unbalanced um yeah. so i kind of like i do my best to maintain a sort of a balanced life in a way of whatever so music is one component to my life you know i'm not you know i'm i you know being a musician is just one aspect and um being a human being so i i try i try to be a human being first um musician second um yeah, I think we're just we're just marinating right now, you know, um, and being I think, I, you know, you got to let life happen and be influenced by it. Um, and just, you know, when it when it comes it comes, that's I think ultimately with this project, uh, the studio project in particular is um, when it's just sort of when it comes, it comes. Um, sure. that's kind of how I've been approaching it and probably yeah. honestly, probably how it'll continue. Also, I honestly, I do need a new computer. Like I'm, I'm doing this Zoom chat on a 2011 MacBook Pro, uh, yeah, and it's 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 still hanging in there, but um, you know, it's just uh, uh, I'm constantly getting a startup disk is full, and I I don't know what else I can possibly delete off my hard drive, and uh, you know, I can only basically one. It really struggles when I'm running more than one plugin at a time, or like more than I don't know. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, uh, technology has also become a factor in um, music production, which kind of sucks. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's 2021, and I've had it for a good this computer for a good solid decade now. Maybe it's time to upgrade. Sure. <laughs> hey, that's okay, man. Do what you gotta do. I just got a new computer this past year as well. Um, 
I mean, I need, I had to get one because my last one, I got it in 2014 for college and that one just completely like took a shit. So I had to get a new, I had to get a new one, but I'm glad I did because it was pretty slow and beat up by that point. So yeah, um, that'd be a good investment. Um, you know, it's, I'm sure, uh, I don't know how fast your computer moves, but uh, I'm sure um, you get some new features or something, you know, like some, some new app applications uh, with the new device. You know, that's always exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be um, yeah, and I'm, I'm all about new features, new. Uh... Good, yeah, new effects in the photo, sh in the photo booth, man, just to like. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm sure those, those backgrounds are probably. Are, are pretty flame these days yes yeah, right? that's really like what i that's what i look for in my in my new uh devices i'm just kidding but where the yeah where the uh yeah where are the photo booth filters at what where they got yeah. i mean really, that's my main priority <laughs> um no honestly it it's you'd be amazed um for audio it doesn't really take a, a ton of computing power um it's yeah I've, I've been able to get by pretty well um however it's you know it's starting to fuck up from time to time so yeah you're you're absolutely right it's probably time for <laughs> probably for a um infrastructure upgrade so um but there you go. i guarantee like once i can get I, I guarantee new computer um honestly that's sort of what i've been holding out for it's been like you know I had when I was mixing the Fallen Angels album, like it was just it got so laggy at times, yeah. and kind of such a pain in the ass. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like I just need to get this thing done, and um, and just get it done so I don't have to work on this slow ass computer anymore. Um, yeah. And uh, so uh, now now is the time. So I can guarantee um, that once they, I'm I'm kind of waiting for the new gen MacBooks. Um, to come out as I've heard heard good things on MacRumors.com. So uh, oh, good, yeah. There you uh, go. So once that happens and uh, the the audio plugins are just just crushing it, smooth sailing, um, and I can maybe get uh, get some upgraded software because I can't upgrade my software currently. Um, sure. uh, you know, it's just it's I guess with this way, it's just sort of a um, you know. Uh, um, a craftsman sharpening his tools, I guess. They're, they're, yeah. they're very dull these days, so we need to sharpen them up for the next one. Oh, yeah. You need a blacksmith. Yeah, for sure. Definitely need a good sharpening. So um, so we're going to do that, and then once uh, once we do that, we'll get uh, we'll get back to slicing and, and dicing in the uh, the audio suite. Oh, yeah, dude. Chefing, man. Cooking something up. Yeah, man. Um, Dude, thanks for being on the show tonight. This is a great time. Um, Seriously, yeah, no, it was great chatting with you, Ben. Um, yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was great to um, to meet you. And uh, hopefully, as uh, as time goes on and um, as more people are vaccinated and this, the weather gets nicer, I don't know. Yeah, we should uh, uh, catch up sometime in an outdoor. Yeah. Let's well. get a beer. Yeah, man, would love to. I'd love yeah, to. dude, I'd love that. Um, on a way out before I. So uh, I ask everyone the same two things on the way out. Sure. Um, so the first question is, Vic, what keeps you up at night? Um, uh, honestly, well, um, 
I sleep pretty well. Not a lot keeps me up, but if I'm gonna, if I am staying up past my bedtime, uh, it's usually um, well. Last night, for example, it was uh, Tango and Cash on VHS. Um, oh, nice. I was um, I still have a VHS player, and um, a good buddy of mine bestowed an amazing collection of VHS tapes upon to me on top of my own personal collection. So I have a ton of of tapes that I just um, love to pop in. Nice. And uh, usually it's, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's quite honestly, it's just some random film on VHS that, uh, that keeps yeah. me up at night um, when I could reasonably fall asleep. Um, but beyond that, you know, what keeps me up at night? I don't know, man. I, it's hard to say. I'm kind of like in, in day waking hours, I'm a high, kind of like a, I'd say a high functioning anxious person. Yeah, um, but but for whatever reason i sleep like a baby so i don't i, I can't explain oh, it. that's kind of my second question is what puts you to sleep um what puts me to sleep um well i think just being very tired um yeah um being very tired by the day as as uh, when by the time my head hits the pillow, it's like I'm not and I'm not going to bed until I am tired. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's being tired from. I've just I don't know. Um, <laughs> late stage capitalism and just kind of this weird society we live in and the frustrations of like of living in America. Um, it's the worst, dude. Like, like, you know, love it. It's, it's the love-hate thing, um, for sure. Man, climate change and how it's being, like, uh, accelerated by American capitalism is probably, like, I don't know how that isn't keeping everybody up at night, you know? Yeah. Uh, I watched the yeah. new Dave Edinburgh documentary. Uh, that came out uh, this past year um, and it touches on that that like if we don't do something now or like you know in the next couple of years like like really truly cutting back on carbon emissions then uh, you know the, the planet will be largely uninhabitable in a hundred years so yeah. that'll be fucked dude so yeah like it's um yeah so it's yeah it's shit like that um is just ex i mean that this is the stuff that should be keeping me up at night but it's just that stuff is mentally exhausting to think about like during the day um yeah. and um honestly to just like distract myself from the shit um that's uh, you know, it's, I, I hate to admit, you know, I'd love to be taking and I should be taking probably a more active part in bettering and, you know, making our society better um, by actually contributing to real things. But um, I guess I just choose to make music <laughs> instead. Um, Man, that makes the world a better place. I, I think, you know, that's something that we put a lot of innate pressure on ourselves is like 
what we what we can do as individuals you know like yeah. to stop to, to save the world you know like those movies that we watched growing up where it's like there's a protagonist like the true thing is we are all protagonists we're not just one protagonist in yeah. the universe and in this world and like we have to work together to do that. And part of doing that is not only like organizing and, you know, putting pressure on politicians and, and, you know, calling for societal change, but also like, we can't do that without, you know, we as human beings, like we, we function via pleasure. Right. And music is one of those pleasures, you know, and as is food, you know, as is, um, you know, uh, exercise, you know, sure. we, we need that, that st stimulation for our souls at all times. If we do want to be the best versions of ourselves to collaborate on that, you know, yeah, catastrophic change. So music plays a big uh, role. I think. You're right. It, it does. Um, it, it's a very ancient, you know, it's a very ancient and kind of tribal thing it just dates back forever and it's just like literally just i think it's it's ingrained in our dna um to you know feel uh um, be receptive to a rhythm and a pulse um and it's just yeah we crave it and sort of need it yeah just as we do food and water um so yeah i would um <laughs> yeah would not be a not feel a whole person would be a gaping void without without music with, uh, you know listen without listening and, and creating but um yeah but uh um what else puts me to sleep you know what um honestly like uh there's two things that really help if i'm if i'm having trouble sleeping which is rare and sometimes i'll just like put it on if i'm going to bed even though i'm gonna know fall asleep within like like 30 seconds let's do it anyway um the uh, uh alexa play ocean sounds oh, nice um, it's, it's really nice oh shit she just heard me do it and playing ocean <laughs> god damn um alexa stop oh like, that is so funny how that just happened um damn um yeah wow damn i didn't even know she's listening and um and uh like on spotify there's like this like deep sleep sounds playlist um lately i've been listening to um camping by the river uh or it's like yeah it's something like that but yeah just like nature sounds are very soothing to listen to so that's oh, nice. yeah well vic uh I had a great time chatting. This was a ton of fun to hang out. I love your music and I'm very much looking forward to what you do in the future. So um, Dude, thank you, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to hear. Um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to hear some positive feedback and thanks for listening ultimately. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, and uh, thanks for, you know, having me on the podcast. It was a, uh, it was a, a blast chatting with another uh, fellow music lover and uh, uh appreciator of of yeah. thing, you know all things yeah. life related <laughs> dude exactly yeah i agree and um yeah uh for everyone watching i'll be tagging a link to uh 
Thick Spans, um, Vince Clortho, Astral Hand, uh, as well as the solo stuff, the Biv. Um, yeah, uh, if, if you listen to this far, you probably already have, but dig uh, more into your, your psychedelic music collection. Uh, it's, and that stuff will uh, make just mountains of palpable feeling and uh, imagination that can't really be replicated in any other way. So, um, yeah, shout out to shout, shout out to psychedelic music, you know. And uh, thanks for us, Mr. Nice Guy. As always, we will see you next time. Yeah.